What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Pre-Game Presser with Alexander Plant and Sean McDonald. Today we're going to be breaking down our impact players from the recently released 2020 Alabama football depth chart, as well as breaking down the Missouri game that's going on this Saturday. So uh, Sean, how are you today? Uh, doing great out here. I hope everybody's having a wonderful night. Uh, look forward to breaking this down and possibly giving some impact players an insight on Alabama's recently released depth chart and a possible outlook on the 2020 season. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, what is your impact player for this year on offense? I'll have to go with Najee Harris. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Um, the Heisman favorite coming back for his senior season. Uh, in the 2019 season, he carried the ball 209 times and had over 100 yards rushing. Along with that, 13 touchdowns with an average of 5.9 yards per carry. I look to see him get a much heavier load on the offensive end, maybe close to 20, 25 carries a game to relieve some of that pressure off Mac Jones and uh, possibly open up the offense more for play action. Um, if he can do that, if he can carry the load, maybe he could become a uh, Derrick Henry type 2.0 um, on maybe level of production, possibly bring a third Heisman back to uh, Tuscaloosa for the Crimson Tide. All right, well, I'm going to have to uh, disagree with you here, and I'm going to give you my impact player. I think this year it is Jalen Waddle. Last year, he saw a slight decrease in production on the offensive end with only 560 yards and six touchdowns with 33 receptions. However, I, the thing I would want to emphasize is that he was averaging 17 yards a catch, which is incredibly high for a receiver that can run anything on the route tree. I think we're going to see production similar to the game that he had versus Auburn. Just on offense, he had four receptions for 98 yards and three touchdowns. So, um, obviously, Waddle, a fantastic athlete. But just because of us losing Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs both to the NFL, I do see other wide receivers looking to step up and take a much bigger role on offense along with John Mechie. And you can't forget about Devontae Smith. I mean, the guy, the guy literally led us in, uh, in all yards per category last year and led us in touchdowns. I mean, Waddle will be a, a high-impact player doing kick returns and punt returns, but that is definitely oh, definitely a stacked wide receiving core that we still have coming back, even though that people might think it's young. That, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, but moving on to your freshman of the year, who do you think that is going to be for the offense? Freshman of the year, so it's a redshirt freshman, so we don't have one from the 2020 class, but – it's Trey Sanders, the man who said he would win the Heisman as a freshman at Alabama before losing a foot injury on the last day of spring practice last year. I look for uh, for Trey Sanders to bring in a role type like Josh Jacobs. Maybe not our late Josh Jacobs that we saw before he left for the NFL, but early maybe freshman, sophomore type, maybe getting 10 to 15 touches. Matt just plays that more impactful in the pass game than the running game. I see him to open up on third downs to help out Mac Jones with possible screens and check downs. And I think overall he could help help give some health to Najee Harris, giving him a breather. And also we hadn't talked about Brian Robinson and that loaded Alabama backfield. You know, uh, Trey Sanders reminds me a lot of T.J. Yeldon uh, back when he was backing up uh, Eddie Lacy. Uh, he had that huge game versus LSU uh, in 2013, I believe, he had that big gain on third down and uh, 12 with A.J. McCarron just dishing him a, a screen pass. I, I think that Trey Sanders has that type of an impact. Uh, but moving on to my freshman, I think it's going to be Javon Baker. There's been a lot of talk that he's going to be getting in the mix with that 
fourth, maybe third receiver role uh, on the Alabama offense. I definitely think that there's a lot of hype around him. He was a four-star coming out of Georgia. There, there hasn't been much mention of him, obviously, because of Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith filling in those main roles. But look for him to be more of a role player this year. All right, moving on to the defense. I think this is the more key part of this team since defense was such an issue for Alabama last year. Uh, Sean, who do you think the most important player on the defense is this year? Um, unlike on the offensive side of the ball, defense is where we're a little bit more younger. But uh, I'm going to have to go with my impact player being the senior leader, Dylan Moses, returning for his senior season. Uh, I'll have to pull the stats back from uh, 2018 here because 2019 unfortunately lost him to injury out the whole year. But in 2018, he recorded 45 tackles with three and a half sacks and one forced fumble. I look to see Dylan Moses be that C.J. Mosley type, Rolando McClain type in the middle, that, that true Saban linebacker and completely commanding the defense to help out these young guys coming in, also to help Christian Harris and, and quite possibly Will Anderson and Drew Sanders in that stacked linebacker class that we just picked up uh, this past season. Well, looking at the defense, I definitely think that you have a point with Dylan Moses. He brings back those C.J. Mosley, Rolando McClain, Dante Hightower-type uh, feels. I do think the key with every Alabama defense has to do with the middle linebacker. However, I think that recent – Alabama defenses have a huge role to fill in the captain of the defensive backs. You know, they've got big shoes to fill with great players like Eddie Jackson and Minka Fitzpatrick, and I think that this year Patrick Sertain is the player to do it. Uh, last year, when he was playing, uh, while he was playing the slot corner position, he was only targeted 12 times and had only five catches allowed for 51 yards. He is a projected first-round pick this year. I don't see how you know this young defensive back group that doesn't have a lot of experience uh, will get by without him this year. I think he plays the most key role. Yeah, Sertain definitely has big big shoes to fill there in that secondary, as, as we will see some new faces in that secondary, but Jordan Battle as well as Josh Job. Uh, we will see those guys and see how well they play versus these big-time SEC receivers with it just being conference only. But, yeah, with Sertain hopefully manning down that defense in the secondary, I uh, hope to be a huge impact player this year um, and give Alabama some, some big help and, and help out these uh, younger guys. All right, well, moving into uh, the defensive freshman of the year, who do you think that's going to be? Okay, as an impact player, you got a couple as a Will Anderson, Drew Sanders, Malachi Moore, Brian Branch, but mine is Will Anderson. He has been all over Twitter lately. Everybody is raving about him, and he is starting at the jack position, looking to fill the spots of Terrell Lewis and Amphrey Jennings. This man was a five-star out of Hampton, Georgia, the weak side defensive end, number one ranked in the class. This man looks like an absolute beast at 6'3", 235, man, this will be a force on that defensive end. I, I look to see Saban unle unleash him on the defensive side of the ball. Will Anderson will definitely be a huge help to this defense this year and hopefully a rebuilt and repaired Pete Golding defense as possibly he might be on the hot seat this year if this Alabama defense doesn't improve and possibly get back to the defense of old that we've seen in 2015, 2012, uh, 2009 as back of that Saban-dominant type defense because we have the recruits this year. It's just can we stay away from the injury bug? 
Yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, Pete Golding is on the hot seat this year. He's got all the talent. But I would give him a break from last year. I mean, missing your signal callers, a, a huge deal. Moving in to my freshman of the year for defense, I think it's going to be Malachi Moore. He will be starting at the star position for our defense, which is similar to Minka Fitzpatrick's role when he was a freshman. Uh, I definitely think that this is more of a toolbox, gadget kind of positioning. It's not very reliant on uh, man-to-man coverage, zone coverage. It's more of a scheme position, more of a playmaker's position. And I definitely think that putting a freshman there shows that Saban and Pete Golding have a lot of trust in Moore. Um, he's definitely the type to you know, try hard every play, go run after the ball. And he's also the type to make sure that no deep routes go over the top being able to stop the run, and definitely look out to help that secondary, that young secondary, as much as he can. And now last but certainly not least, every Alabama fan's favorite thing, the special teams. Now this is my hot take. We have not had that much of a reliable kicker since the 2009 season and Lee Tiffin leaving, but I think this is the year. If we can finally get off the schneid, Will Reichert, the number one kicker last year out of the 2019 recruiting class will come in and be productive and reliable this year. I know an Alabama kicker being reliable, but I think from everything that I've heard in camp, I think that the fans not being there in full capacity will help our kickers out. It should be more like an 8A type vibe, a a scrimmage type vibe. I think Will Reichert breaks it out and we have a consistent reliable kicker this year in special teams, I'm calling it right now. That's a hot take, man. I just what I can't believe is that Alabama has gone over 11 years of pure dominance and has only had one solid kicker for less than two years. That's like saying you know the Los Angeles Lakers have been a great franchise for the past 50 years, but they just can't get the head coach right. It's just ridiculous. But moving on to my special teams player of the year, it's going to be Jalen Waddle, similar to offense. He's just an all-around explosive player. Those returns last year were absolutely magical. Gave me record-breaking Javier Arenas-type vibes. Uh, look for him to really provide a spark to a more slow-paced, time-of-possession offense. All right, let's get in to what everyone is really caring about, waiting on that first game of Alabama's football season in Columbia, Missouri versus the Tigers. Alabama is a 27.5-point favorite. The over-under is 56. But first, let's break down that Missouri team. Starting on offense, the offensive line and the skills position are pretty locked. They've got a lot of veteran players, but obviously Missouri is looking to rebuild. Uh, the very important question, though, is – who is going to take over that starting quarterback position? There's been a battle in Columbia these past few months with Sean Robinson from TCU versus redshirt freshman Connor Blazlick. Honestly, there's not a lot of news. There's there's not a lot coming out from Columbia about this, but I think that Connor Blazlick will get the start, but Sean Robinson will pull a Jalen Hurts-type move over Blake Barnett and be able to take that job right from under Blaslick's nose. I really think that, you know, this Missouri offense, obviously very veteraned at running back and wide receiver, but it, it, the Crimson Tide's defense is just going to be too much to handle. Let's get into that Missouri defense, Sean. Seven returning starters on this side of the ball. I mean, pretty good with, with 11 guys over there, but 
I'll have to you have to talk about the leader in the middle, the junior linebacker Nick Bolton had an astonishing 107 tackles last season alongside him, right in front of him, senior tackle Kobe Whiteside, who also had six and a half sacks last season. With that veteran offensive line though for Alabama, I don't know how much action you'll get from Whiteside, but Bolden will probably be flying all over to the ball. But that offensive line for Alabama, I think, is too much. And I just I, I don't think that the Missouri Tigers get a lot of pressure this weekend. And uh, overall, I, I do think Alabama will cruise to a victory. One key thing I'd like to point out about that Missouri defense is that there is an <clears throat> Alabama recruitment flip starting at corner. Ennis Rakestraw, I think that he is going to have a very important role in stopping those very talented Alabama receivers. He's going to have a tough day on Saturday. So let's get in to your score prediction. First of all, will Alabama cover the spread? 27 and a half, it's a lot. It's nearly four touchdowns almost if you're, if you're betting on that spread. Um, but I'm going to say I think that this Alabama team has something to prove. I mean, two losses last year. I mean, you feel like the sky's falling in Tuscaloosa when you hear two losses here uh, in Tuscaloosa. But I do. I think Alabama, we sling it around, and uh, Najee gets his touches along with uh, others in the backfield. And uh, I think we do cover this spread, and you can go ahead and smash the over because uh, life's too short to bet the uh, under. Is that how you feel? Life's too short to bet the under. That's pretty clever. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm going to go the exact opposite. I think that this is going to be a very, very sloppy first quarter. I think it's going to be real close. Max score at the end of the first is 7-7. Seven to seven. But hot take, I think that Missouri will actually be on top of Alabama at the end of the first. But once that's over, once Alabama's gotten its feet wet this, this time, it's going to be no looking back. I think that Alabama's going to be able to capitalize a lot on Missouri's weaknesses, which is all around the field outside of Nick Bolton. Uh, they're going to be able to take advantage of the fact that they don't have an actual leader at quarterback yet. They don't have an established one. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to cover that ginormous 27.5-point spread. That's almost like Division two spread. Hmm. But, you know, this is an SEC opponent. I don't think that – you know what? I'll pull a Nick Saban here. Don't underestimate any opponent because any opponent can come in and beat you. But I definitely don't think that Alabama will have any trouble taking care of Missouri. Final score prediction, 38-14. to 14. And with my score prediction, I will say 45-13 to 13 with the overhitting and Alabama covering the spread. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, Saban wouldn't like to hear this, but I believe this is ultimately a tune-up game for this first matchup in Tuscaloosa next week versus the Texas A&M Aggies. And uh, that squad definitely has something to prove after last year. But uh, ultimately, I think this is our tune-up, getting everybody ready with the uh, limited fall camp. And uh, I think you see Alabama Cruz, like like my partner Plant said, it might start off slow, but uh, I think uh, we'll get the gears going and uh, we'll definitely see a high-flying offense and a definitely improved defense uh, here in this week one matchup. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Pre-Game Presser with Alexander Plant and Sean McDonald. Thanks so much for tuning in.